You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Pombo and Peter's Picks. Peter, this is the 24th show. Happy 24th birthday. The show's older than me. Yeah, older than me too. Not as old as TJ, but... No, he's 40. He's like 48. But nonetheless, uh, we're on to episode 24. We've had some good ones, I think, Peter. I think we've had some... We've had a lot of topics we've covered over the last 23 weeks, uh, 24 weeks now. And they've ranged from the four major sports. And I, we're going to keep going. And summer should be exciting. Um, a lot of exciting things happening in baseball this summer. The NHL and NBA playoffs, they're rapidly going. NFL training camps ramping up. It's going to be a big summer. Oh, yes, it is. So how was your week? It's not bad. How was yours? Eh, it was long. Nothing to write home about. Hope you got some good vibes. Yep. I, I, thank you. Thank you. So I will be going to Foxwoods today. So we're going to hope I win some money at the casino, whether it's through blackjack, roulette, or whatever else. You should play poker. Play, play some poker. Yeah, I'm not. I, play some craps. Poker I can't do craps without you. I, I can't. I won't try. No, I won't try because I don't know enough. Like, lay black with TJ. Just keep riding with roulette. Yeah, it's the way to go. I think get pissed when it so goes me, red. Myself and Peter are gonna hit up Mohegan Suns uh, in July, and we're gonna we're gonna have a grand old time. Is anyone gonna DJ like you? Or are you just no gonna, like, no no ride no? Solo? It's it's ah. it's me to me to the wolves. I can try to. My only shot is if I get TJ to bring actual money and and DJN with me. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. That's my sh- that's my pu- that's my shot. Other than that, it seems unlikely. But who knows? Dylan can get hot. You know, you, Dylan. Dylan gets some streaks. You just gotta hope he wins. Yeah, that'll, that, that'll keep going. Remember that time at Twin Rivers when we went with like ten of us and Dylan was up like two hundred fifty bucks uh, before lunch, and then we stopped for lunch, and then he lost it all. Yeah, no. Yeah, Tara got pissed. Oh, I was so funny. That was a great time. That was so funny. But Peter, let's, uh, from all our boring stories, a shout out Dylan, if you're listening, if you listened. Uh, Let's do a recap of last week's picks, Peter. So you did better than me this week. (laughs) You lead off. off. I went two and one. We both won on the Clippers, and I won on the Hawks plus two. I I blame Triple H for that one. And then we (laughs) lost on the Nets, Bucks over because James Harden got hurt. So, Peter beat me this week. He uh, dueled me. I was one and two. Um, we both, like you mentioned, we both won with the Clippers. We both lost with the over with the Nets, Bucks, and then I picked the Sixers. He picked the Haw- picked the Hawks. So that's what happened. So one and two and two and one. Not bad. You lost your premium pick though. I did win my premium pick. Yeah, I know. Oh, listen, I I didn't think that Harden was gonna get hurt in the first quarter. Got pissed. I was yeah, like, I, my over. No. Yeah, I know. Every. I mean, of our. I'd have to look back and look at our previous graphics but of the 23 graphics matt has created for us i think it's fair to say you've picked the over for the nets bucks at least five times yeah probably it's easy <laughs> and i feel like it never pans out the one time like every, each time you pick listen the one time i don't pick it i'll just do it exactly be like... yep so we'll get to we'll get to some topics in the nba but w- let's start off with the uh, latest news we'll start with the nhl so the boston bruins were eliminated by the new york islanders uh, they were defeated in six games uh, yeah, uh, two nights ago, 
So, Peter, what's your overall takeaway from a Boston Bruins perspective? Why did it happen? Uh, so what's your just takeaway from the entire series? So we both had the Bruins winning the series. I had them winning in six. I think you had them in seven. Yeah. So what's your what's your first what, what's your takeaway of the a series as a whole? So should I rip on Rask right away? Or? So your takeaway is gonna be Rask. We'll save the Rask piece for. Oh well, no, I mean they're short. Unless, on de- they're short unless that's on, why you think they lost. Not, that's why. not all the way. I mean they're short on defense. They only have McAvoy. McAvoy can only do so much. Matt Krizlik is. I mean, all right, but I mean, the Brandon Carlo injury and the Kevin Miller injury really showed. Yep. Their uh, depth isn't that good either. Third line is terrible. Fourth line is terrible. Taylor Hall wasn't even that good. Craig Smith, I don't think, was healthy. David Krejci can't do it by himself in the second line. The first line obviously did whatever they had to do. But And Cassie said he wasn't going to, like, mess with that. But I don't know. The one caveat there with that first line is, the one image I can't get out of my head from the series is Posternick's open net goal that he had, and he bashed off the yeah. post. That's one that sticks out to me. But, I mean, it's tough to complain with those three guys up top. And then uh, the refs I, in game five, I don't want to mm. do that. I don't want to do that, though. But yeah, that's, I don't they like got to play a lot of calls card. in game six. Even though they missed the waiting, headhunting call from, uh, I don't know, the, like McAvoy. Like, how was yeah. that not called? And then exactly. he was out for, like, six minutes, and then they got that goal in the second period where they – collapsed but i don't know so, so yeah you blame i mean for me anyway the first thing i think is uh, they were short on defensemen that was obvious mcavoy he played a lot like i think he was the most utilized player in he's the, the only series he's the only defenseman we have yeah, and i don't think grizzly played all that well carlo was out like you mentioned and i think that was made things difficult for everybody else and i i just think this this dial the islanders play was not suitable for the bruins you know, that gritty, tough, defensive-minded approach, and the Bruins just couldn't figure it out, you know? Yeah, all they got to do is overpower our defensemen. That's all they got to do. And they have way more depth than we do. Yeah. So do you blame – and you know what? I, I feel like Don Sweeney did a lot at the deadline, though. You know, like uh, they added Taylor Hall. Uh, they added Mike Riley. And, like, those two played well. You yeah, know, like I don't know. Well. Don Sweeney's a little bit on the hot seat, though. He said that he's going to reevaluate the team last year, and all he did was sign Craig Smith. And he's got to make a decision on Rask. And so then yeah, he's got to make a decision on uh, Krejci, too. So we're going to save the offseason. Just predictions or what they should do for in a minute. But on the subject of Tuka Rask, right, uh, do you believe – so hindsight 2020, you, they should have started him in game six. But let's pretend that you had no idea what the result was going to be. And let's say Rask said he was 100%. If you were Bruce Cassidy, or but I think this decision is probably an organizational decision. It's probably above Cassidy's head. Do you still think rolling with Rask was the right decision, or do you think it was a screw-up? I thought it was fine. Like, what was your immediate see- reaction? We were just like, oh, okay, like th- that makes sense. Like that he was going to play game six? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a little weird because he was – obviously dealing with something, but everyone's dealing with something in the NHL. I don't want to hear that excuse either because mm-hmm. yeah. that t- on Friday or Saturday is going to come out where, like, everybody has an injury. Yeah. So, like, everybody's playing through something on any team. But, I mean, I was a little surprised, but, I mean, they were obviously riding or dying with Rask anyway, so I wasn't really that surprised. Yeah, I wasn't either. I feel like, like it or not, they are in Rask, their guy. Like, you know, it's just how the cookie crumbles with that team. Uh, we've seen the story over and over and over. And I think from a big picture perspective, I think this Boston Bruins, like this little core they have of Rask, Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci, like that core, I think they've underachieved as a whole. 
They only had that one cup in 2011. They should have won in 2019. That was their opportunity, and they failed. Uh, 2013, another failed opportunity. This team failed again and again over the past decade. Now, do you think this was Tuka Rask's last game in a Bruins uniform? Uh, I want to say yes, but no. I mean, he's going to resign here, and it's going to piss me off. I already know what's coming to him because they love Rask. I don't, I don't get it. Like The players, they, too. Yeah, they should have benched him in the third period. They didn't do it. They should have benched him in the second period. They didn't do it. I, I don't get how uh, Swayman didn't play at all in game six. Like, at all. Like, it's I very... I don't get it. Yeah. It, it's... And then one thing that I was... I mean, I've seen this in other sports. Maybe this is the case in this one. I'm not saying it is. Maybe this is Rask's last go-around, and they were just like, you know what? You're, you're going to play, and we're not going to take you out, and this and that, and you're going to retire at the end of the year, and we'll never see you again. Well, I was even surprised that he came back this year anyway because he opted out in the bubble. He was like, mm-hmm. all right, peace out. Like, yep. good luck. You have a lock. Like, have fun. Mm-hmm. And then he left Ohio and dry, and then they still brought him back this year. So if this is the end for Tuka Rask, right, let's say this is the end. Will he be most remembered for not winning a cup? Do you think that'll be his everlasting legacy here in Boston? Probably. Everybody in Boston either loves him or hates him. He is arguably the most polarizing athlete in Boston right now. He's the he's the best. He do you know that he's the number one ranked goalie in Boston Bruins history with fifty seven wins? Yeah, I mean, and you play up playoff wins, correct? Yeah, you mean yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, that doesn't surprise. He's been the goalie for the last ten years. They made the playoffs practically every year, and they went a round or two every year, so they had. He just melts. I don't get it. He just chokes every single time. So from a big picture perspective. What do you think they should do in the offseason? First and foremost, you don't want to re-sign Rask, and I think I agree with you. What about, do you look to bring in, uh, re-sign Taylor Hall and Krejci? Do you let them both walk? No, nah, they need to re-sign Taylor Hall, even though that Taylor Hall didn't do a lot in the Islander series. He only scored one yeah. goal on a power play empty netter. But they'll probably re-sign, hopefully, Taylor Hall for cheap. They're going to have to convince Krejci to say too. I don't know how they're going to do that. I think Hall, I'm going to say it's probably a 75% chance he's back. When it comes to Krejci, that's a little on the fence because I could see him. There's been talks of him going back to play in his in, overseas. Uh, there's been talks of retirement, so who knows how that's going to go. Maybe he comes back for one more year and you get him on the cheap. I could see a situation like that, but I think Don Sweeney needs to address just depth in terms of defensive play. I mean, defenseman. Yeah, uh, they need to get a defenseman top liner. It's pretty hard because... Probably it, two. Yeah, there's not a... This isn't a good free agent class for defensemen. It's bad. And they got to trade away some people, but their values are completely shot. Like Charlie Coyle, like, get on my face. Jake DeProsk is terrible. Like, who would you try to move? Like, I'm honestly, that you got, I mean, not, I don't know if they're going to do it, but they got to break up that first line. That, that's the only where they have value. Other than like tra- McAvoy, I'm not going to trade him or like Swayman, obviously. So are you saying him. trade? Someone on the first line or move them down a line or something? No, they like got to, they probably got to trade somebody in the first line. Yeah, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to do that though, but they got to do something or even fire Cassidy. I don't care. Yeah, I don't think they're not going to do that either. But. No, I don't, I don't, no, not yet anyway. Now, if they next year comes around in the same result, then I think they they're pull the stuck Cassidy. though. They're a top probably 10 team. They're not going to be drafted well. They're going to be the bottom half of that. So they're just stuck. Well, if they're never so going to beat the Lightning, they're never going to beat, I mean, the Islanders. They're what if Swayman's great. an upgrade over Rask? Yeah, I mean, you can 
Yeah, I mean, and let's say you rather... add a defense. Let's say you add a defenseman, right? Let's say you add a legit top four defenseman. And you, what's perfect world? Swayman's an upgrade over Rask, and you get Carlo back. You get Hall back. You create you back. Do you think? I mean, playoff hockey, anything can happen. I, I'd give them a shot. Yeah, I guess. I'm not mean, saying they're the favorites, but to be fair, I mean, they would have got smoked by the Lightning, if even Probably. if they, yeah, advanced. So. Is that the team uh, you think wins it all? Uh, I don't know, honestly. Probably, but I was hoping for Bruins Canadians, and it's gonna be. Yeah, me too. And yeah. uh, gotta gotta root for the Knights now. Can't root for the Lightning. They're terrible. Oh yeah, can't we, root, we can't root, root for the Habs. Yep. Can't root, and then I can't root uh, root for the Islanders. Screw them too. Yep. I mean, they play hard. I, I the Islanders are gonna be tough out, even for the Lightning. Like they're they they're tough. Hey, just shows NHL playoffs: four seed, four seed, three seed, and then the Knights are two seed. Avalanche are one seed, but. Yeah, the NHL playoffs. Anything can happen. Who knows how it's going to shake out? But any further? Uh, oh, you uh, wanted an explanation on the uh, NHL playoffs? They they actually can go to Canada. Oh yeah, I did see this. Yeah, yes, good. they they can <laughs> they can officially cross the border. Yeah, Montreal only has twenty five hundred fans. Which is sad. Yeah, and that's that. Those stadiums would be rocking if it was. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a culture shock when Montreal comes over here and yeah. faces the. Knights or the Avalanche. Imagine Vegas, like not seeing any fans, and then 100. percent like, Vegas was rocking last game. Yeah. Holy crap, they're rocking. Yeah, they love their team. That's cool. That's cool to see. I mean, uh, that's real cool to see. But Peter, we're gonna switch over to um, switch over to the NBA. Uh, also, a playoff action going on. Start off with LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. So the Lakers were eliminated in the first round in six games to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Suns came in as a two seed. The Lakers were a seven seed. So LeBron James eliminated in the first round for the first time in his career. Uh, what's your takeaways for that? So we both picked the Lakers, I believe, to win the first round. Yeah. And Noah from Roughing the Basket, who we had on, who we had on, he had the Lakers coming out of the West. Oh, yeah. So that didn't come to fruition. And uh, the Lakers are out. What's your uh, What was your takeaway from all that? I mean, in game five, LeBron just quit. He just went to the locker room. I don't get how he can do that. But after Anthony Davis went down in the first quarter, I was like, nah, they're probably done. It's, it's bad. And Kyle Kuzma's getting exposed. Why did they keep him instead of, like, Ball I, or Ingram? Like, I don't 100%. get it. 100%. And you know what? Was it, like, salary cap or, like, no, like LeBron's I think decision? I think he's like, going – no, well, I don't even think LeBron really likes him. I just think they, they like him. They like having young players on the roster. Like, and- if Ball or – Brandon Ingram was there. They they would have won that series, I think. Well, the problem was with the with the Anthony Davis trade. I don't. They wanted Ball and they wanted Ingram. I don't think uh, they wanted Kuzma. I, they, if they wanted Kuzma, Kuzma's gone. But here he is. Do you remember those talks a couple of years ago that Kuzma was a better player than Tatum? Yeah, it was. Yeah, LMFAO, literally LMFAO. But nonetheless, this Lakers team they underachieved. They're defending champions, and they underachieved mightily. And as soon as Anthony Davis went down, I wrote about it, and I was like, they're done. Like it. It's over. Like he's, it's done. He's got a groin injury, whether he plays or not. He's not going to be the same, and he's done. The team's not good enough. Uh, Montrez Harrell was a complete absurd bust for them. Andre Drummond, same thing. Marcus All is about sixty-eight years old now. Dennis Schroeder didn't elevate the team at all. Yeah, their whole Kuzma. bench compared to last year, their whole bench was exactly. terrible. They downgraded every spot, and that falls on Rob Polinka and LeBron James. And that team for the future is not as hot as people. I'm sorry. I mean, 
I think LeBron James is in trouble, and I don't. No, you can't count him out though, because he'll bring in a free. Agent. You know, you know he'll bring in a free agent or something. As currently constructed, I, I'm sorry, I don't see anything from this team. I really don't. Anthony Davis, who is phenomenal, he's the best big man in the NBA. I'm not disputing that, but he can't stay healthy, and that's been a theme throughout his career. Can't depend on him. And LeBron James, he's getting older. Like we saw it, he he couldn't he couldn't will this team. And, and they need to really, I think they're going to try to do a major shakeup. I think they're going to be, we'll talk about it later, but I think they're going to be in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes heavily. I think they're going to try to get Bradley Beal from the Wizards. I think they're going to be in the market for pretty much everybody. I think you're going to hear them connected to Kemba Walker. I think you're going to hear them connected to everybody because that roster right now. Good, they got to do something. They can't, and I'm sorry, they're not as a, uh, Dynasty uh, locked as everyone anticipated. So, speaking of Los Angeles here, let's go over to the other side with the Clippers. So, the Clippers in a phenomenal series, uh, they held on to beat the Mavericks in seven games in the first round of the playoffs. So, the Clippers willed themselves after being down 3 2. Uh, they came back to win the series in seven games against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Ty Lue with an- another comeback. This time, not 3 1, 3 2 comeback. Nonetheless, uh, the Clippers get the win. Kawhi Leonard was phenomenal. But my main takeaway from the series was how special Luka Doncic is. Oh, yeah. He's probably a top 10, I think he's top, top five, five player. Uh, he's top five, man. And he is uh, He's at another level. I think he's – I was talking about it with Noah this week. And we both agree that he is probably going to be the face of the NBA for this next generation. I, I'm convinced of it. He's a global star already. Uh, from his days at Real Madrid, like he already has the face, um, and everyone knows that. When I when I say face, he already is the face of the world. It, everyone already knows who he is overseas, and that's half the battle. And now in the NBA, everyone's starting to realize how good of a player he was. I thought it was dumb that he didn't go first in the overall in that draft a couple of years ago. I thought he was far and away the best prospect. Uh, I'm not saying DeAndre Ayton wasn't good, but if you're the Kings, Kings, you're probably stupid, right? Marvy Bagley Jr. or the yeah, third. Like. Exactly. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, Bagley hasn't panned out. I thought he would too, but nonetheless, he hasn't. Doncic, clear in a way, I think is going to be the best player in the NBA within the next five years. So why did they trade him to the Mavericks? Who the Hawks? Yeah, because they wanted Trae they wanted Trey Young. I know and they and... wanted Doncic, so it was kind of just like a. Oh, I mean the Hawks made out okay. Just in case, yeah, special. no, right. Just in case the Grizzlies and. Snag one of them, I guess. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, you're right with the Grizzlies, though. They really, they really screwed that up. Yeah, that, that was terrible. It. I didn't really think about that. You're totally right. Yeah, Whew. you missed on both of them. Not even though, like just Luca, like Trey Young too. Like, if you draft a Trey Young at two, at least you can make the argument like, yeah, Trey Young's a superstar in this league too. Like, well, the King, the Kings are at two. Grizzlies were at four. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Adonis, she's special, man. He is special. He's taking the league by storm. He's under 25 years old, and he's already a top-five player in the league. He is the f- next face of the NBA, Peter. Mark it down. Global star, soon to be an American star. Heard it first. So with the Clippers advancing, right, uh, they're taking on Utah Jazz now. Uh, Utah won game one of the second round, and uh, game two is currently playing as we're recording this podcast. Uh, who do you like out of that series, the Jazz or the Clippers? I like the Clippers, but I don't get how the Jazz keep winning. I thought they were overrated. really overrated, yeah. and it surprised me. I know they faced the Grizzlies first round. 
Yeah, but, Noah was harping on that too, and on his podcast the last couple of weeks, how he thought Utah was so overrated, and he like I thought Utah was gonna go seven games in the first round. Like I thought they were overrated, but they're not looking overrated. Maybe it's the Clippers team that are just kind of overrated. Yeah, and it took them seven games to beat a math team that literally only had Luka Doncic. Like literally only had Luka Doncic. Well, I mean that's the story of the Clippers, right? They're only coming up short. Yep, and I. Cause that's likely probably going to happen again. I picked the Clippers to come out of the West, but uh, yeah, we'll see about that. And now the other side of the bracket, uh, the Suns, uh, they're rolling right now. Uh, in the second round of their series, uh, after defeating the Lakers in six games, uh, they're taking on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets, who struggled a little with Portland, ended up hanging on to beat them in six games in the first round. Uh, they currently trail the Phoenix Suns 2-0 in the series. What do you think of Phoenix on their roll right now? Yeah, your boy's getting exposed, I think. Uh, Jokic. Uh, you know, I think, yeah, I think not, they're it's way not his too fault. It's, it's not yeah, his fault. I think but, the Suns are way too fast. To me, when I watch the Nuggets, they look gassed. Like every time I watch them, they just look tired. Like but I they're think missing they're missing shots all over the place. Yeah, like they missed a lot of shots. They're obviously missing Jamal Murray, and I think that's a significant loss for this team. And I thought the Nuggets had a shot to come out of the West, but I think it's severely unlikely. I think Phoenix has this series under wraps. I have, Phoenix, the, Su- I have the Suns 15-1 to make it out of the West. That's a pretty decent bet, Peter. I think Because when I made okay. that bet uh, in the first round, I, I was like, oh, shit. I forgot they're facing the Lakers. So I was like, oh, my God, no. But now they're going to just, I think, coast. I think, cool. you're in, yeah, I think you're in good shape. Uh, in terms of the Eastern Conference here, uh, so we talked about the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Brooklyn Nets, and we thought it would be a pretty good series, and it has been anything but that. Uh, the Nets have come out firing. Uh, they had a 2-0 series lead against the Bucks, and even with James Harden being hurt, the Bucks stand little to no uh, opposition for the Nets. Do you think there's any shot the Bucks come back here, or is this as good as over? No, I think it's over in five games probably, which is yeah. a shame. It's a shame. But it reiterates my point that Giannis is the most overrated player I've ever seen in my life. So you're not he'll, a Giannis guy. He'll never win anything in his whole entire life. And I hope that he never wins. So do you think he should have left for Freedens? No. I mean, no, I get that bag, I guess. Yeah, he I lo- leave again yeah. later. I low-key like that he stayed in the small market because, like, sometimes it gets annoying when everyone's going to L.A. all the time. Yeah, or, like, Miami or something. Yeah, I'm like, like okay. L.A. or Miami and when I was Brooklyn. Like, it kind of gets annoying. But so I, I like that from an NBA fan standpoint. This is back-to-back years where Brooklyn is, where um, Milwaukee has underachieved in the playoffs. Losing to Miami last year was an abomination, and losing this year to a good Brooklyn team, but you're gonna lose in five games. You're gonna look like you don't even belong in the same court. It's a rough look, Peter. Rough look. And maybe Budenholzer gets fired. Like I think that could be on the table. They're probably gonna shake up that roster too. You see, they kind of did that this offseason. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I really don't because. That's another team that always comes up short. Same thing. And it seems like every year, everyone thinks this is the year for Milwaukee. Like, I thought for sure it was last year. Like, I thought everything was coming up. It was their opportunity, you know? like Yeah, they should have the, beat the Heat in the finals. The, the Nets were the Nets were banged up. But they didn't even play in the – remember they lost in the second round of Miami. The oh, Celtics yeah. Lost the that's Heat right. That's finals. right. Yeah. They lost before that. Like, the Nets were banged up. Like, at the time, the Celtics are a gritty team you don't want to face in the playoffs. They avoided the Celtics. You're playing the Miami Heat, who, at the time, when they were considered, like, young, like, with Tyler Hero and... Bam Adebayo. Yeah, J- like... Jimmy Butler. Like, Butler's a good player, don't get me wrong, but you're going to lose to that team? 
sorry, that's you have Giannis. Like you have the best player in the East. And that that has been bad. That is they are in for a long offseason. But the other series in the East looks exciting. The Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers, they're not at a one right now. I know you talked about last week how you gave the Hawks a shot to win the series. Do you still? I mean, maybe, but probably not. I think they're going to lose probably in six games. I didn't think Joel Embiid was going to be this dominant. I still think in that's the a win. first two rounds. If the, I mean, win. first two games. Yeah. If they can get to six games against the Sixers, who are the best team in the East in terms of regular season numbers, I think that's a win. Yeah, I, I think really, really sweep, do. Although I think they'll squeak out at least one more. Because I didn't even think the Hawks were going to make the playoffs. Like I think they're early, and you're going to beat the Knicks who are, who played decent this year, and then you're going to take the Sixers to six games. Like that's a W. Yeah, I think the Atlanta Hawks are pointing in the right direction. Hey, Trey Young's a stud. Yeah, he's becoming a top ten player in the league too. He's right there. Him and Luka Doncic are going to go back and forth for the next ten to fifteen years. It's going to be great to see. Okay, so. My guy, Nikola Jokic, was named MVP. Peter, you know Jokic is my guy. I know everyone makes fun of him. Don't have a bet on him. I should have bet on him. Did not have a ticket on him. That's going to be a trivia question one day, though. That's very frustrating that I did not bet him because we talked about it, and I was like, man, Jokic can play this and that. I wrote about it. I wrote about him in, like, early April. Yeah, you probably would have got insane odds. I should. I, 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 don't, I think it was, like, 1,400 to 1 or something dumb like that. He will be the... Not oldest, but like the furthest drafted down player. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever, to ever, ever. I love Jokic. I love him. That's going to be a trivia question one day. He is the modern day Larry Bird, Peter. Oh, he's he is. Awesome. I love him. Oh, he's fantastic. He's He makes everyone around him better. I, I just love his style. Like I love everything about Jokic. He passes very well. He rebounds well. He shoots decent. Like He's just all around great player. You see that Derek Rose got an MVP vote? Yeah, that's a shame. And LeBron got one too. Yeah, just every single year. LeBron streak yeah. alive. There's definitely some LeBron Bobo just yeah. being like, "Here you go." That's super annoying. Like the the fans for the Derrick Rose thing. That's also kind of annoying. Like really, we're gonna yeah. do this. Like Derrick Rose is a great story, and they kind of I don't want to come and shit on Derrick Rose like that. Like it's a good story that he had. He's had a good year with the New York Knicks, but I'm sorry, he's he's not he's not in that conversation anymore and he never will be no sorry like never now peter let's uh move on to some early trade rumors in the nba right a couple floated out this week i want to start with one damian lillard i wrote about this peter i I wrote about it and i got mocked i got mocked by a lot of people that that followed the nba told me i'm crazy damian lillard's the most loyal guy in the nba this and that he would never ask he would never want to leave portland They've done so much for him, this and that. Everybody reaches a breaking point in life, and I thought the writing was in the wall for Damian Lillard. I really did this, and I thought this was going to come, and I think this offseason is going to be the Damian Lillard offseason. Everyone's going to be on Lillard watch. Teams are going to be chomping at the bit for him. Is that and team getting blown moved. up? Portland? Because uh, that coach is getting fired, right? Yeah, Stotts is gone, Terry Stotts. Portland yeah. already fired him. And then the crazy thing is Damian Lillard publicly – Said, I want Jason Kidd to coach the team. And Jason Kidd said, No. Oh. Like, what does that tell you? He goes, He public, a kid made a statement. He goes, I'm not interested in coaching the Portland Trailblazers. Yet he's still involved with rumors with the Celtics. Not denied that. But he already said no to the Trailblazers that quick. Makes him, and I think Loward's done. Like, I really think he's going to get dealt. 
The teams that I think are going to be interested in him are going to be the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Bulls, Celtics, and Mavericks. Well, if uh, Lillard comes with Jason Kidd, I don't want Lillard, though. So, okay, I see what you're saying. So you're saying if Jason Kidd, if Lillard, Celtics trade for Damian Lillard before they hire a coach or whatever. And then Lillard's like, listen. Like, hire Jason Kidd? Yeah. Now you hire Jason Kidd. No, I don't know. I'm not, I, don't like, I, I, I don't like I don't Jason, like Jason Kidd, though. No, I, I don't either. That's the only guy I know on that list, and I hate him. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like Jason Kidd either. I don't think they're going to hire Jason Kidd. And I think Jason Tatum has more of a say than Damian Lillard does. I don't think Jason Tatum wants Jason Kidd. Good. I, I, I haven't. I haven't read any reports that he's boys with Jason Kidd or anything like that. I, I, I think they like Chauncey Billups. That's the guy I want, and I think they will. I think they hopefully see some promise in him. Never coached in the NBA as a head coach before. He's coached as an assistant, but he's never been a head coach. I want to see Chauncey Billups as the coach. But I think Lowered gets moved. Where does he get moved to? I'm going to say the Knicks. I'll say the Lakers. Boo, boring, oh, boo. Peter, I hope you're wrong. I really hope you, I think the Knicks or the Clippers. I think those would be the top two. The Knicks can offer a, a real lot of young talent, and the Clippers will probably be willing to give up their. Can you go to the, the Sun? Ten years, and then they'll just get not Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah, that's that's possible. I'd have to look at Aiton's deal and stuff like that. But, but I think I Chris Paul like can't he's going to decline that. his option. He's going to decline it because he has a one year. So this is the Chris Paul scenario. It's, it's like seventy five million dollars, isn't it? It's no, it's 40. So it's similar to what Al Horford with the Celtics a couple years ago. So he could say yes to a $44 million one year deal, or he could say no. And then he'll probably get a three year deal worth about a hundred million on the off season. So he'll make the, he'll probably get less next year, but he'll make 35 plus for the next three years. Yeah. So he makes more money in the long term rather than the short term. And I think Paul's going to say he's going to decline it, but I do think he's ultimately going to resign with Phoenix. But I guess Phoenix could be players in that. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. That would be cool to see. But to all the people that made fun of me for my Damien Lower talk, I was right. There Suck you go. It. Suck it. I'll take my clout. And then another point guard potentially on the move, uh, Kemba Walker, who was in the complete opposite direction of Damien Lower in his career. Uh, Walker, he's been dealing with injuries for at least the last two years. And I don't think he's ever going to be the same. So if you're the Celtics, what do you do with Kemba Walker? So you're I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that really? he, he'll get dealt. Like that contract oh. is bad. I was on the, I wanted them to trade him last year. I like, I was like, you should trade him. And I, they tried to trade him last year and they couldn't do it. Like once you're, once you have like those knee problems like that, the, the degenerative, like bone on bone kind of thing, you're done. Like yeah. you're just done. And it's unfortunate because Kemba Walker, the person, but everyone says he's a fantastic teammate. He was a good player with the Hornets, but he's just not going to be an elite level point guard anymore. It's it's sad, but that's just how it is. There's a couple different options I think the Celtics might have. So I'll give you a few different scenarios. Tell me if you'd want to do it or not. Would you trade him for the Mavericks straight up for Porzingis? No. I would. Porzingis is just like, uh, maybe not like Kemba Walker, but he gets hurt all the time. I, I know. I would just take the shot. I would take the shot. Would you trade him to OKC for Al Horford? No. I think I would, too. Why? You don't want Al Horford back. Uh, like, dude, yeah, Kemba Walker is legit. Like, I'm telling you, he, he's done. Like, Al Horford, at least he's a good locker room guy, and he can play defense. Kemba can man. play a little bit. Oh, no. He can't even play him back-to-backs, dude. Uh, like, 
Al Horford's old as dirt. Dude, they needed to win games down in the stretch to avoid the play-in game, and he couldn't play in those games. Like, he couldn't. He, he didn't play in an elimination playoff game against Brooklyn. You need to be, like, half dead to not play in those games. Like, and he couldn't do it. And then another team that I think will be interested is the Knicks. Would you trade him for... So the Knicks, there's not really a comparable player. It would probably just be you take on the salary and the Celtics get some draft compensation and stuff like that. I'd do that. So you would rather, so you're trying to just dump the contract opposed to really match it. It's kind of a low key rebuild anyway. So I do it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a sway. I think it's a little bit, I wouldn't call it a rebuild because I think, I mean, I think, we're not, I think they're not going to rebuild with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown still in the building. So. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I think Walker does get dealt and I do think Lillard gets dealt. I think Lillard's the first shooter drop. And then let's say the Knicks lose out on Lowered. I think they might pivot to Kemba Walker. See, now that's a good Laker right there. Kemba Walker? Yeah. Okay, I got another one for you. All right, Peter. So now I got the NBA trade machine open on my laptop. Would you trade Kemba Walker to the Lakers for Dennis Schroeder, Caldwell Pope, and Kyle Kuzma? Yeah, I'd do that. I would too. Yeah, I'd do that. Now I have one more for you. I have the Los Angeles Clippers are another team that could be in the market for a point guard, especially if they miss out on Damian Lillard, uh, which they might, they might not. So if you're the Los Angeles Clippers, do you do this trade? No, I don't want Pat Bev. Sorry, Peter. I would you do Pat Bev? All right. Would you trade? Again, got my uh, trade machine open. Would you trade Kemba Walker to the Clippers for Pat Bev, Serge Ibaka, Zubak, and Luke Kennard? No. Oh, I still would. No, why? <laughs> you don't want Pat Bev. Uh, I'd take him over Kemba, man. Why? You want one injury risk for another? I'll take I'll take Pat uh. Bev. So down on Kemba. Sorry, man. I'm so down. So Julio Jones was somebody that we talked about being traded for the last couple weeks. We said it would happen after June 1st due to his contract, and it finally came to fruition last week. Uh, last Sunday, Julio Jones was, was traded to the Tennessee Titans for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick. The Titans received Jones and a 2023 sixth-round pick. What did you make of that, Peter? I thought it was real low. I thought they were going to get oh, like a back end of the first-round pick for Julio Jones. That makes the Titans real scary because you can't even uh, double-cover Julio Jones. Because you, yeah. you still got A.J. Brown, and then you got, obviously, Tyler Henry in the backfield. I like Julio Jones as a player. I always have. Uh, his durability is a slight concern, and they're paying him a lot of money. But I think they gave him a second-round pick, and I think if the Titans want to really excel, their time to win is now. Derrick Henry isn't going to run like this forever. Like, he's not. He's bound to... Oh, he's he, a running back. That's The shelf life, Todd Gurley was the best thing since sliced bread, and now he can't even find a job. Derrick Henry's fate will be the same. Question is when? And I think it's sooner rather than later. I really do. And I think the Titans are in win-now mode. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is the future there. He's not. I'm sorry. He's played well the last couple of years, but he's not. The defense is not good. The offensive line, they played well, but the defense is really shaky. They signed Bud Dupree in the offseason. He's another injury concern. And I don't know. But if I look at this Tennessee Titans team as a whole, they had to make this deal if they want to really compete for a Super Bowl this year. 
Speaking so of, I like the fit. I like the fit. Yeah, speaking of Ryan Tannehill, though, Matt, this is going to suck when Ryan Tannehill puts up better numbers than Tua. Like, uh, that's going to be a guaranteed now. Look, I, I think Tannehill was set up better to succeed in Tennessee compared to Miami. He'd never had someone like Derrick Henry in Miami. Derrick Henry does a lot. Yeah, he does a ton. We can't. But it's I, I can't I can't really I can't crap on Tannehill. He's played so well the last two years. Oh yeah, and Peter. If you look at his stats, like he is. I like Tannehill. I didn't think he was that good, and I I still don't think he's that good. I, I this Tennessee team. It's this year. I'm telling you, it's got to be. It, it's this year. They're in trouble going forward. That's why they made this trade. And another NFL topic to dive into: Deshaun Watson reportedly uh, wants to play in Denver. So Kareem Jackson, a current Broncos defensive back, went on a Keep to Leaps podcast on the Volume Sports, Colin, Colin Coward's new site. He uh, went on there, and he said Deshaun Watson wants to play in Denver next year. If Watson gets traded, do you like to fit in Denver? Yeah, obviously they need a quarterback, but what's up with everybody wanting to play in Denver? Him, Rodgers, like, come on, really? Yeah, I just think it's that's the only spot that needs a quarterback, and John come Elway on, played come there. Come on, you're in Manning, the... Like, yeah, exactly. You still got the charges to worry about, and then obviously the Chiefs. Like, really? NFL players don't think like that, though. They're not like. I guess they're not like. They're not just. Well, I'm us. afraid of Pat Mahomes. Like, like yeah. that. They're not like, oh, we're gonna play that jerk twice a year. Like, I think Rogers is like, I'm better than Mahomes. Like, and Watson's like, I'm also better than Mahomes. Like, I think that's what they think in their head, and they're like, let's do it. You know, and. Like, I don't think they want to go there just to beat Mahomes or anything like that, but I think a lot of it is the situation. They have some good skill position players, and they have a vacant quarterback position. Name me Listen, another team that yeah. has a vacant quarterback position. The Raiders better not hope that they get a quarterback, though, because they will be in freaking, trouble for a long, 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 long time. The Raiders are a team that I think should be head over heels for Rodgers and Watson. Head over heels. Yeah, because they've got to fill that new stadium somehow. Obviously, they, should, they will, but... No, it's should they like... Derek Carr, there's a ceiling there. We all seen it. Like, swing for the fences. John Gruden should be. Tell you what, he has another bad year. Nope, you can't fire him with that contract. You're already halfway through at this point. I know, but can't. Believe it or not, like, so overrated. John Gruden is the most overrated coach in football. All right, Peter, the last thing we're going to talk about is Major League Baseball here. I want to talk about the game as a whole, and it looks like it's kind of undergoing a new era. The pitchers clearly have had the advantage over the last decade. I think the league batting average is like 230 or 240 or something stupid like that. And it's evident that some pitchers are quote-unquote doctoring with the ball. Josh Donaldson recently uh, has been vocal about that. Garrett Cole has been under fire. Trevor Bauer has been under fire a little bit. You Darvish is going to get suspended. Watch. He's doing it bad. I was watching the Padres What's your take on that? Do you give a crap? No, but I mean, listen, the the MLB like said to like not do it anymore, and like the pitchers are still doing it, and but they they all do it, like they they've always done it, like that's just kind of like a part of baseball. I know, but and Garrett Cole doesn't do it anymore. Garrett Cole sucks now. Spin rate is down like thirty percent. They all still do it. They all still do it to some extent. Like they all have it on the top rim of their hats, or they're inside of their glove, or their forearm. No, you watch though. Place. People are gonna get suspended now. Yeah, I think it's. You're right, and do you think people? Do you think it's? Do you think it's the MLB is? It's a good idea to really fight for this cause. Yeah, because I think they see that their offense is way, way, way down. Now, what's worse in your mind, steroids or this, or do they, they both? Or do they both? I mean, uh, probably it doesn't matter, but I mean, probably 
pine tar, even though it's stupid. Because you still get those home runs, and it's fun. Like, yeah, whoa, I, I get to see Bonds. You know who like... used to be the biggest pine tar user? Biggest, oh. TJ. Oh, of course. I mean. Of course, right? He used to. He was Lather up like, his bat. I mean, they with... don't care about the batters. Oh, TJ would put in anything, though. He would just slap it on. So then we'd coach, and TJ would have it. And I'm like, dude, like, we can't use that. He's like, ah. I'm like, dude, you can't use that. He, we wouldn't, we wouldn't put it on the pitcher's gloves or anything like that. We would give it to like, he would give it to like the batteries because like stuff like that. Now my take on it is, the MLB has to do something because the hitters are being very vocal about that and they can't shut out the hitters. Yeah, Mike Trout said something about it. I think like everyone's saying something about it and you can't just be like, oh, close my eyes. You know, they have to do something. It's a good thing the Red Sox don't do it. It's all good. They all do it, Peter. <laughs> my pardon, says They all do it. Of course. There's not one pitcher that hasn't done it. Yeah. No, Mark my words. You Darvis can get suspended like tomorrow. Right, maybe. I mean, it doesn't. But it is kind of, when you think about it, like all like the pitchers that like kind of sucked. It's really funny, though. Garrett, really Cole good is, now. Garrett Cole is terrible. And it's so funny. He's terrible. <laughs> He made a good. He made a crap ton of money though. Good for Oh him. yeah, ten years. Good luck, Yankees. Have fun with that. Look at Garrett. All right, so let's. Nate's. And you know what? I'm gonna give credit to Nate here. Nate is the biggest Garrett Hole. Garrett Hole. Garrett Cole hater I've ever met. And like most of the time, like I. Well, we like, hate Trevor Bauer too, but. Yeah. Oh, but that's for different reasons. This is, that's different reasons. So his Trevor Bauer hate is totally just because he didn't go to the Mets. Right. Yeah. The Garrett Cole stuff is more. Like he just thinks he's overrated. He's like, this guy isn't good. This guy isn't good. No, I kind of push back a little bit. I'm like, dude. I think Cole's a pretty good pitcher. And he's like, nope, like, look at his stats, yada, yada, yada. So, we'll, all right, look, Peter. Let's start in 2016. All right, let's go to 2015. Is that when he was still on the pod, uh, Pirates? Pirates, right? He's 20, his age 24 season. He was 19 and 8 in a 260 RA. Good pitcher. Good pitcher, Peter. 2016, fell off the wagon. Six, seven, and 10. Well, when, I don't even care about the win loss. Let's talk about ERA. 388 ERA. 2017, 4.26 ERA. That is two consecutive years in the wrong direction, Peter. Then he found his way into the Houston Astros, right? Who were a known organization who got in trouble, right? Cheating, like we all know that. All of a sudden, he put up a 2.88 ERA. Hmm. Then he's going to go another year in the Astros. He puts up a career-best 2.5 ERA. Then last year with the Yankees, Shortened season, so it's tough to really count. He had a 2.84 ERA. But moral of the story is, in Pittsburgh, if you want to... I'll give you his career ERA when he was a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates. What do you think it's, it is, Peter? Uh, mid-threes. Three-five. Three yeah, mid-threes. He wasn't that bad on the Padres, though. I mean, the Pirates. Uh, no, it, there's nothing wrong with a 3.5 ERA. But you want to know his career average with the Az- his career ERA with the Astros? Yeah, it's probably low, too. <laughs> it is. Or mid two. It's probably why Verlander never wants to leave. And I'm not saying that, like, I don't want to, like, come at the Astros for, like, oh, like, you're cheating, like, you lose. No, it's not just them. No, because it's not just them. It's it's everybody, like, but nonetheless, it is kind of fishy that, like, it is a little fishy. So his career ERA in Houston is 260. It's almost a point difference. And if you want to look at innings pitched, average is about the same. I don't know. Something's fishy up there. You're right. Yep. You're totally right, Peter. Any other takeaways in the MLB? Next week, we'll talk about how many pitchers get suspended. 
So how many will be? Uh, what's your prediction? Over, under, three? Over. Hard over. Hard over. Do you think it's like a massacre? Do you think it's like The Walking Dead? It's going to be like somebody real big, like you, Darvish, or like John Means, and then like pretty mediocre people, and then like everybody's going to be like, oh, crap. But you got to set an example somehow. Somehow, yep, you're right. But I think it's going to be over. Or the MOB is going to be scared and not do anything again and just keep complaining about it. That's a realistic possibility as well. Yeah. All right, Peter, why don't we get into our game picks here? What is your pick for Friday, June 11th? My pick is the Phoenix Suns plus one and a half. I think any time that you're getting the Phoenix Suns at a non-favorite, you got to pick them. And I don't get how they're not favored because they beat the... Because the, they don't think Denver's yeah, the, like that bad. I mean, they beat the Nuggets like 30-plus both games. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I'm going to double down with you. That's also my pick for Friday. That's my I premium think, pick, too. But. Yeah, that's your premium. That's that's fair. I mean, I, I can't really complain about that pick because that's mine as well. And that's also going to be my premium pick of the week. That team is just too good. I just don't get how they're not favored. And Denver, they just look tired to me. They just, without Jamal Murray, I talked about it earlier. It's not it for them. What about for Saturday, June 12th? So I have Adesanya, happy UFC, at minus 260. I know he lost his first time in his whole career. He's 20-1, and one, but he's facing Marvin Yedigori again, and he faced him in 2018, and he won on a split decision. I think he's going to ultimately rebound from his embarrassing loss to uh, Black Bovevich. Say those names 50 times fast. No, I can't. Uh, actually, Dana White should be scared. Bo- boxing is becoming real popular again. Really? I thought that a fight, little bit. Just a little I thought bit. the Mayweather Paul fight was f- bad for boxing. There's a lot of eyes on boxing, though. It was a lot of eyes, There's but I don't think the product was good. There's a ton of eyes on boxing again. He's getting scared. Yeah, I still think he's got. I he mean, doesn't Mayweather, have a stranglehold as what he used to. Well, he doesn't have a necessarily face other than. Hey, Connor, who's... Connor's coming back. Yeah, but he's next not card. like a – is he next card? When is it? July, right? Yeah, it's either – oh, wait, no, it's two cards. But, yeah, two cards for now. We'll see how that goes. That'll that'll draw. You shouldn't be like, yeah, that'll draw. Yeah, for now, until he loses again. If he loses, then he's in some serious trouble. We'll talk about – we'll bring on Dylan for that, and we'll we'll talk that. You don't like McGregor, right, or do you like McGregor? No, I love McGregor, but he's uh, going to start winning. He's going to be toast. We'll save the USC for another day, but – Saturday for me, I like the Dodgers over the Rangers. Trevor Bowers pitching, Peter. Bowers been under a little bit of heat. Bowers got a balls up and pitch well this weekend. And I think he's going to. I like the Dodgers over the Rangers. Yeah, oh, Sunday Rangers June. Terrible. Man, the Rangers kind of also sucked. That also played a part. Uh, Sunday June thirteenth. So I, I have the Suns sweeping the Denver Nuggets. I think the Suns are probably going to beat them by like 15, 20 points on Friday. So I think the Denver Nuggets. You think it's gonna, a sweep? Yeah, I think they're gonna, just going to lay down and accept their fate. Unless they're going to generally sweep them and screw me over. But, yeah, I don't I don't think it, it's going to go past four games, even if, if it, I'll give them one. But. If it's a sweep, like, I don't, I don't think it'll be sweet. I think Denver can get it to five games. I have too much pride for Jokic. For Sunday for me, I am going to go a little bit different, Peter. I'm going to go with some soccer here. So the European Cup starts today, actually. And uh, it's the best team, best national teams of all of Europe, right? Uh, so my pick Sunday is going to be England to defeat Croatia. That is my pick. And Peter, can I give you a little bit of the odds for 
the tournament as a whole to win the Euro. So the tournament was supposed to happen in last summer, but obviously with COVID, it did not. It's one of the best tournaments in the world. It happens every four years. Where's like Real Madrid on there? Nope, it's national team. So it's like uh, England, Portugal, Spain, the Netherlands. Um, so where's like Ronaldo? What team is he on? He's played for Portugal. Oh. So oh, duh. Stupid. <laughs> Never mind. France is favored to win at plus 475. They, they, they're a great team. Uh, Portugal beat them in the finals in 2016. LOL. England is plus 600, second best odds. Belgium is plus 750. Italy is plus 800, and Portugal is plus 800, and Germany is plus 900. I love Germany's value at plus 900. That's my pick to win the thing is Germany, plus 900. I don't know soccer at all. That's all right. Germany plus 900. Or if you want to go with my heart, Portugal plus 800. If you want a real sleeper, Peter, like a real sleeper, like put my ass to sleep sleeper, Wales plus 2,000. What is it like Ukraine? They on that list? Plus, actually, you know what? I lied about Wales. Wales is plus 20,000. 20,000? Go Wales. Ukraine is plus 10,000. Oh, go Ukraine. That's my team. That's your team? I think I I think you should root for uh, North Macedonia. What even is that? And I'm the... pretty sure you had no idea that was a fucking country until I just said that. Would you like no. to hear their odds? Yeah, is it worse than Wales? Plus 50,000. Oh, God. What's the What's the worst country on that list? North Macedonia. Oh. Plus 50,000. So, but yeah, my I like Germany plus 900. I think that's good value. So, Peter, who's your pick? Yeah, Ukraine plus 10,000. Right. He just got Ukraine. Sounds good. I will, I'll give you updates progressively through the week. Peter, anything else? Catch me on the Woo Sox on Wednesday. You're going to the Woo Sox? Yeah. Wow. Going to Pola Park. See Frankie Cordero. Got to do it once. You get Cheater Downs, too. Cheater Downs actually yep. legit, but. And Duran. Yeah, I got to do it once. Got to see if I like it or not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ready for that point yet. I don't, I don't feel like driving to Worcester. I don't know. My friend was like, my friend goes to school there and he has to like move out. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, we'll just go. So, Yeah, not, okay. not me yet. I, I had no reason to go over there. And, uh, Worcester, I yeah. I Worcester mean, I'm gonna, sucks, though. I'm going to miss McCoy. I know. So close. 20 minutes away, you know. You can go there whenever you wanted. If fireworks... $10. And what? It's like $10. Oh, yeah, it was like $20, $10, yep. I'm going to miss him, though. But let me know how the Woosocks is. I'd like a Woosocks review from you. All right, I'll do it. Peter, that sounds like a fantastic article. <laughs> By a smiley face. My experience at the Woosocks. <laughs> Stupidest logo ever. Oh, I know. Thanks, Mascot. Larry. Thanks, Larry Lucchino. Yeah, for real. All right, Peter. We'll catch you next week. I'll let you know how I do at Foxwoods, and Peter will let you know how he enjoys the Woo Sox. Stay hot. Good luck, Jay. Thanks. Woo.